Today's episode of The Ride Podcast is brought to you by The Click Ring. Wear the ring and show the world that you can live your line at clicring.com. Hello, fellow riders. This is your host, Rusty James. It is Thursday, January 7th, 2016, and this is The Ride. Hey, I gotta tell you about something cool yesterday. On my way home, I noticed on the side of the road in a cornfield, which was already cut down, so it's, you know, it's basically just a field with a little bit of dusting of snow on it. I saw what I thought was a turkey, and I looked around for some more of them, because typically you'd find more if you found one, but I didn't see any more. And it, it stuck out like a sore thumb because it was a dark body against that white snow. And as I was driving alongside this field and I got a little bit closer, I noticed it wasn't shaped like a turkey. And then I saw the white head of this bald eagle. No lie, this thing was gorgeous. Around here we don't see bald eagles. And this thing was this thing had to be huge. And uh, once I saw it, I, I was hurrying up trying to find a place where I could turn around because I wanted to see that sucker up close. I was drawn to it. And uh, I saw some guy turning around in a driveway up ahead, so I was going to turn around in that same driveway. And it turns out that guy was doing exactly what I was doing. Because once I turned around and got back to where the eagle was, and he's probably a good 100, 150 feet off the road, so it's he's not that close, but he's still massive in my sight. Once I got close, and I once I got really close, I said, I'm pulling off to the side of this road. I'm going to take some pictures. And I could see that other guy was up ahead of me about 300 feet, kind of just sitting in the road um anyway so i pulled over and i wanted to take some pictures and don't you know as soon as i did that the thing took off and it was beautiful this thing had a wingspan easily of six feet easy i don't know how big they can get but you know when i when i came back the second time he had the typical head looking over his shoulder look it just was majestic so uh i don't know if you're in southwest michigan you might find an eagle flying around that's massive i don't know what his deal is because i don't think we have a lot of them but anyway i just thought i'd share that little piece of info made my trip home special so you may recall i don't know maybe about a month ago i did a series of podcasts about plumbing and uh because we had a situation in our home where we were getting some sewer gas into the home and i touched on making sure your traps are filled with water making sure your vents are operating properly making sure that you have 
not cocked up things to mask a problem. They're all all number of things that really relate to the life of a, a believer. But and I promised I wasn't going to talk any more about it because I think I I probably did about four or five podcasts related to that whole thing. Well, what you don't know is, you know, you thought it was all solved. Well, it wasn't. There was one trap that, you know, we thought everything was cool and we still had some problems. And we did all the things that Rusty James said to do. So what up? Well, apparently I wasn't thinking and there was a, you know, we have a furnace and it has a humidifier on it. And there's a drain for that. And that drain has a trap. And it's in the floor, and it's not easily identifiable as something that you would need to address. But certainly, uh, we had some weather that caused there to be a flow of the sewer gas back into our home. And we're thinking, you know, that we had solved the problem. And here's the thing. That day, well, maybe like earlier that day or the day before, it, it was so strong that I thought, well, maybe maybe it wasn't the, the first toilet that we replaced the seal on. Maybe it was another one. So I went ahead and did that, too. Turns out the toilets were fine, and there was not a seal issue. Although I found that both toilets were installed incorrectly, so I'm kind of happy that we went through that process. But still, that didn't address the, the sewer gas issue. And I'm scratching my head. I'm thinking, man, what's up? And then... We're in the area where the smell is the strongest. And see, the whole trick, the trickiness to this whole thing was the fact that the smell emanated in a room where our furnace was. So as soon as the furnace would kick on, smell was everywhere. And, you know, you can't, you can't troubleshoot it and find out through investigation where the source is. I remember early on thinking, man, this got to be from the furnace area, or you know, we we thought there was a dead animal somewhere in the in the vents. Turns out that was not true. So why do, why do I bring all this up? Well, this is kind of like a a debriefing of that incident because now I do believe that we did find the dry trap in the floor. We took care of that problem, and eventually the smell dissipated. So what does that mean? What, what do I want to do with this information? And how do I want to draw a parallel to this? Well, during the problem, during the problem you face, you might not know what the problem is. You might not know where the source is. You might not know where the stink is coming from. And you can try to do all the things that you know to do. Do all the things Rusty James told you to do. And do all the things the Bible tells you to do. Sometimes we're blinded and we don't realize we have a problem in an area. I didn't know I had a problem in that one area. I didn't think to even consider it as a problem area. So the debrief is this. Because I could have gone through this whole thing and never really found the problem and just thought that life is just going to be full of this problem and I'm always going to have it. Nonsense. This was not in the design of the house. And you have certain things that you are dealing with that are not in the design of your person. 
you know, you've heard me say that, yes, in life there will be trouble. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about trouble we bring upon ourselves. Trouble where we're not sealing up the little cracks that we should be sealing up. You know, there are things we need to do in our house. If you don't insulate right, if you don't seal the windows right, all the energy you use to try to keep your house habitable, all that energy is going to go out the window and you're going to spend all your time and all your effort and all your money and sanity trying to keep something habitable and it won't be. The heat's escaping. So there are certain things that we need to do. And in this case, I'm here to tell you, we did find the problem and I can tell you right now, it solved the problem. 100% now. I believe we do not have a problem. Now we just need to make sure that that thing stays full. Our problem was the, the humidifier wasn't running for so long that there was no water in the drain. So, what's, what's up? The deal's this. I can tell you on the backside of this problem, the problem doesn't exist. Now I know what I need to do. I'm just going to do it. The problems that we have that are hidden in our life, that we either ignore because we don't think they're a problem or we have no idea that they could even be a problem, they can still be a problem. So there's some things in our lives I know where we're not letting God fully in 100%. And during this season that of the first part of this year where we're really seeking the Lord, I'd like us all to look hard at our lives and look hard at the things that maybe would trip us up and by faith address those things. Can we do this? By faith. What do I mean by that? Maybe you don't think it's an issue. Maybe I'm just going to pick on people who drink wine. I'm just going to pick on somebody. You know, maybe that little bit of wine has moved toward too much and you're starting to enjoy that little buzz you get after a long hard day of work and maybe you think that that's not a big deal because before when you would have some wine it wasn't it wasn't like that it was just you know it settled your stomach or something like the bible says you know you're doing what the bible says but it's starting to change Maybe you maybe haven't sensed it, or maybe you've sensed that, well, maybe I ought to check myself. That's all I'm asking right now. Let's check ourselves. Certain things that we're doing, websites we visit frequently, opinions of the world that we are starting to slowly adopt. We need to check ourselves. It's a good thing to do that. Ask yourself if this is what Jesus would be doing? Is this the kind of attitude that he would be doing? Is this the, is this the best that I could be doing in my life? I gotta take a break for a second, guys. Gotta get some gasoline. I'll be back in just a moment. Fueled up and ready to ride. Okay, so we were talking about making sure that we address things that even by faith we're maybe not 100% sure we should address, but I think Areas in our life that we think might not be in alignment with the Lord God, I think we should make a list. 
you know, writing things down is very powerful so you can see them. It can be a private list. It can be just yours. In fact, I think it should be to start. Married couples, at some point, I think you should sit down together as a couple and do a list. Things where you're thinking that maybe you're starting to stray a little bit from the best God has for you. But then see what the Word of God says about those items. Pray about it. Let Him speak to you. And uh, act upon it. I had this thought this morning that aligns with what we're talking about. I had this title in my mind. I'm looking for that eagle. I'm driving right by where I saw it yesterday. I had this title in my mind. Living Dead. It's not a zombie thriller, although it could be. Living Dead. Are we living dead? I know that before I knew Christ, I was living dead. The life in me wasn't the eternal life that should be there. But even as a Christian, I can still ask the question, are we living dead? And so what do I mean by that? Well, is our existence alive or is it dead? Are we dead in our sin? Are we, I mean, as believers, we know that we've received Christ's forgiveness. Okay, I think we all know that. But just accepting his forgiveness for the sins that we continue to do doesn't mean we're living alive. I want to be living alive. I want to be living eternally alive. And until I address areas in our lives that are pulling me down, the old man stuff, the old man attitudes, the old man opinions, until I address these things and really check myself, I'm going to be living dead. There'll be certain areas of my life that are dead. They're just weighing on me. It's like I'm this vine that wants to grow. You've seen vines that they just curl around everything and they want to grow and they want to, they want to continue to move and they have a movement and a life to them. But if things aren't pruned right, they'll have all this dead material that's weighing it down. I picture our lives that way at times if we're living dead. My encouragement to all of us, you know, I was about to say, you know, maybe it feels a little painful to get pruned. Well, it might get painful to be pruned on our living stuff, but you know what? The dead stuff is dead. Do you know what I mean? It's like cutting hair. Do you cringe when you get your hair cut? No, because it's dead. Certain things in our life that are dead, that are dead weight, we need to trim them off. And you don't even have to worry that it's going to be painful. But the thing I think happens is our life is so interwoven. Our life, I shouldn't say it that way. Our existence is so interwoven in some of that dead material that you can't even trim the dead stuff without trimming some of the, you know, who we are. You know what I'm talking about. And that's where that pain comes in. I can't, I can't address this issue. I can't check myself in this issue because it's too much a part of me. Is it really? Yeah, I've always done this. Some of us have dealt with things for so long that we believe that's just part of us. 
living dead. I don't want to live dead. When you're living dead, picture one of these zombies in these movies, if you've ever seen a zombie movie. They got one thing on their mind. Well, it depends on the movie. Most of the time, they're looking for brains. Brains. They're just looking for the thing they're looking for, and that's it. They're totally single-minded toward that thing. And it's only to appease their existence. I say it that way because they don't really have a life. They're dead already. If you find yourself single-minded toward a thing that you know is not what God is single-minded toward, we've got a problem. You might just be living dead. God said that if you are focused on Him, if you're single-minded toward Him, all the other things will be added. The things you need. God knows what you need. God knows what you don't need. God knows everything. So today, as we ask the Lord to help us check our lives, we need to check our baggage. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. We need to check our baggage. <laughs> Let's check our baggage. You need to check your baggage like the TSA. And if it's no good, then put it in the hold. If you find things that are not good, then you put it in the hold. You take authority over those things. You need to check that baggage. For many years, I was living dead. I was focused on the wrong things. This is even after I knew my Savior. I was focused on the wrong things. I wasn't focused on Him. I know it can be hard to do that when the culture is screaming at you to ignore Him. Absolutely is screaming at you. It's almost like our enemy is a throwing a tantrum in this culture. I don't want you to listen to him. You listen to me. Time to stand up. Check your life, check your baggage, stand up and know what you believe in. Either you're a Christian that's devoted to the Lord God Almighty or you're just going to a club every Sunday. If you want to be living eternal life, those things that are dead, they gotta be they gotta be cut away. They're just dragging on you. They're causing you to waste time and effort. It's like what I said earlier. If you don't if you don't seal up and insulate your dwelling, all the effort you spend is just gonna go out the window. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. It's time to stand up. This is a new year. Are you a Christian? Are you going to stand with Christ? Are you going to let Him be what you need? You do that, and this year will be a different year from last. I mean, we already know that, but it's going to be a better year. A banner year. So you stay in that Word and you live in peace, praying for those who persecute you. And the power of God, I pray right now, will rest on your life and will cause those things that are dead to fall away as you release them, as you check your baggage and be prepared for a whole new life, a whole new life filled with promise and hope. And I will see you on the flip.